Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 61. And boy, do we have so much to talk about. Do we have so much to break down? We have plenty and plenty of Club America news to uh, talk about, Club America games. Um, of course, we'll be talking about the Necaxa loss. We're talking about that Monterrey draw. Uh, not Monterrey, excuse me, Morelia draw. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we got plenty and plenty to talk about. So without further ado, let me introduce my co-host for tonight, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we doing? Um, doing pretty good. Like I was telling you earlier, ran through went through a couple of red lights just to be here on time. Um, but excited to get the show going. Of course, always appreciate the dedication. You know, always putting yourself on the line to get here on time. Much appreciated. And of course, yeah, it's been a pretty bad week. Um, in general for football for us. Um, obviously, if we're just talking about America Six, uh, it's uh, it, it's been quite uh, quite tough. How you how you dealing with it? Yeah, you'd rather not talk about it to be honest. Well. You're in the wrong area because we're going to be talking about it a lot. <laughs> this uh, whole yeah, show is is, is, is is breaking it down, talking about it, answering questions as to why and how and, uh, you know, exactly what's going mm-hmm. on in Coapa that uh, America is looking so terrible these past couple of games. And uh, we'll, we'll break it down and uh, we'll, we'll get things going as always. But for those of you wondering and asking, where is Mr. Cowboy Dan? Uh, unfortunately, he could not make it to the podcast as he is at the DMV right now uh renewing his um his bull riding license so uh, that's uh that's actually quite uh quite vigorous so he might be at, in the dmv for quite some time I- i'm not so sure if he had to bring his own bull or not um but we'll go we'll get more confirmation on that as the podcast goes so uh mm-hmm. christian anything you want to you want to address before we we get started no i think i think we're good just uh yeah, America's pissing me off too. That's that's one way to put it. Of course, everyone gets uh get live on the chat. We always love to interact and see what you guys have to say about America. Of course, everyone will most likely have something to say because it's been uh, just that type of week. So, well, without further ado, let's jump into the mess that is America. Of course, so much has gone wrong. So much has gone kind of upside down within the past couple of weeks. I mean, could could it be fair to say that this this was coming? I mean, you had one pretty good result against Lobos Wap, but before that, you had some pretty terrible results. You weren't playing your best football, and you gentlemen said it yourself last week when you broke down the Lobos Wap game. It wasn't even the most perfect matchup in 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 all honesty. You know, even though we walked away with three points, three goals, it still didn't look like it was the best. And then kind of showcased against Morelia and 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 it mm-hmm. definitely showcased against Nakaxa, you know. Yeah, I think mm, was it coming? I guess it's fair to say that. I mean, let's let's revisit. Uh we we got uh played by Leon. Uh Pumas I think played better than us in that in our loss to them. The lowest Bob game we only played good the second half in my opinion. That first half was disastrous. Same goes with the Pachuca game. We had a good or awful first half and they picked it up in the second half. Um, and then the Morelia game, I mean, what what can we say? I think that that game was the game that me and Dylan thought that if America really wanted to, you know, start cementing themselves as a good contender for the title, that was the game they had to get things going, you know, show the league that, listen, we might we might have a couple slip-ups here and there, but, you know, we're still here and we're still going to contend. Judging by that game, I really, uh, like, if I'm, if I'm a, a fan of another, uh, another team and I look at that, America, I'm like, yeah, listen, guys, I don't think we should worry about them too much. I mean, they haven't picked a form yet, and uh, we, we just haven't, and they showed in that game, and they showed against Nick Oxa as well. 
Yeah. So so there's a lot to break down here. There's there's, there's a lot to kind of take into context and, and to see as to why America is struggling the way they are. Um, I think a lot of it does fall down on uh, the manager, on Piojo, his tactics. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely have to revisit some of his some of his thoughts and questions in regards to both games, really, the Morena and the Caxa game. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and crazy enough to say this, because you look at our roster, and, and, and as I'm about to say what I'm about to say, you might think, really? But the lack of depth that we Ooh. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you make, uh, bring up the tactics because I remember a couple of podcasts ago, might have been the last one, actually. Um, I actually praised Piojo and, and his tactics in that Pachuca game. You know, we were down at halftime and he needed to do something in order for us to get more offensive chances and get more goals. And you, you know what he did? He brought out the line of three. And then, you know, from then forward, we proceeded to win the game 5-2. I said that Piojo got that one right. And these last two games, Piojo has gotten it wrong. You know, I think the 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 lineup, uh, the formation, just the style of play just wasn't clicking. And it really showed. And, you know, and there was no like offensive like clarity going forward. It was very, very staggered, very congested, like midfield that we had. It just limited our opportunities. So let's go this game by game because I think um <clears throat> excuse me. I, I I think the issue grows as the game progresses, both in Morelia and in the Caxa game. Um so so let's start off on Friday's game because I think Friday's game is the pivotal point as to where things are starting to showcase they are not as great as we intend them or want them to be down in America. Mm-hmm. You look at our formation, and uh, I don't know if you have it right here. If not, I'll pull it up. Um, you, you you saw that we, we fielded out the best that we had, right? You know? Right. Of course, mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've been struck oh. down with injuries and stuff like that, but I think me and you, we've both always said that's kind of never been an excuse for us. Mm-hmm. So... Piojo goes down with this kind of 4-3-1-3 formation. He's got Marchengo, he's got Paul and Georgi Sanchez as fullbacks, Emanuel and Bruno, Renati Barra on the right, Edson Alvarez on the left, and Guido Rodriguez in the middle. Now, mm-hmm. this is something that we, we talked about that kind of hinged Renato Ibarra's explosiveness and attacking because he was more central, because he's not really a winger at this point. He's more of a right center mm-hmm. mid that has the liberty to become a right mid at times. Same with Edson Alvarez. And I saw Edson Alvarez a bit lost in this formation and in this Mm -hmm. position. And, of course, with Rodriguez, seemed alone, very alone at times, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, of course, you had Nicolas Benedetti playing the cam role, and then uh, Nico Castillo and Henry Martin up top. You know, that alone seemed okay. But I think where things started going wrong is when Piojo started – Relying too much on this formation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I completely agree. Especially, you know, I think it was last podcast I said I wasn't really too too uh, too happy with this lineup only because of that left side, uh, Edson Alvarez and Jorge Sanchez uh, side. If you saw throughout the whole game, Jorge Sanchez was getting literally bombarded by by Morelia players. That was a the side they abused. Be- uh, they abused because they knew that it was just him to beat, and then they would have got uh, clear offensive chances. Edson Alvarez, I guess, didn't do his job in the sense of helping Jorge Sanchez when he needed to. Uh, also, he is he's kind of slow, Alvarez, and you know their um their winger. Uh, I think his name was Ray Sandoval, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's very he had a fast, tremendous game. Yeah, very very fast, very quick, and he just got there in a flash, and he 
he paired up well with with their cam and you know at times Alvarez just seemed lost and he didn't really know what to do um his position was off and like i'm saying Jorge Sanchez got bombarded the whole game and probably his worst game of the whole season in my opinion for Jorge Sanchez which i think why uh he didn't start against Nicaxa um but yeah, that left side was getting abused, and this formation, and that was the that was a problem with this formation. I said it worked against Lobos Bob because I guess they didn't have that that pacey winger, but I guess it didn't work here because of that specific uh, reason of Frey Sandoval being so so pacey, and Horacan just couldn't keep up with him. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. And then if you look, if if we fast forward a little bit to the Nicaxa game, it's the same formation basically. It's that four three one four three one two in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Or or four three three if you want to call it that whatever you want to call it really yeah um I see it more as a four three one two but you know it, it's 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 up for interpretation but mm-hmm. but the main the main point the main point that I want to to take away from this and and I know the people are saying it and yelling it in the chat as well um it's 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 clear as day that America has lost width um America has become too central mm-hmm. and because of that. Uh, teams are just exploiting them. Yeah, it, it's it's so easy to spread your midfield so thin once once you start pushing one player more wide and and and, and that just leaves gaps. And, and the reason why teams have been able to use that is because again, we're not we're not using wingers. We're we're, we're relying too much on a midfield. We're, we're playing too narrow, and and we just lost all of explosiveness. All all our all our forward attacking mm-hmm. movements because we relied so heavily on the wingers. We just got rid of them. And and just because we got rid of them now, it's like, you know what? Now it's more, let's play down the middle. Let's, let's play more central. And to be honest, you haven't even seen that work out pretty much. I, I mean, some, sometimes, you know, our fullbacks are pushing more than, than they, than they need to. I, I feel at times that's, that's kind of hinged us in, in, in the long run, because if you see the fact that, um, you know, Paula Glass sometimes is a bit too high. Uh, you know, Luis Reyes or Georgie Sanchez, whoever was playing, you know, they're caught off uh, as well. So I mean, it's 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 no surprise as to you know a, a team can play against us, defend and hit us on the counter and can easily beat us because you know if if all they need to do is spread the spread the game, spread the field, and spread the ball, you know, we're 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 gonna be too thin. We're not gonna be able to cover everything. And I think teams have figured this out. Yeah. And it doesn't take much as you know, and, and you see that if you lose with um you're you're exposing yourself in, in today's game, you're exposing yourself way too much. Mm-hmm. And I really don't understand uh why he he insists in playing players out of position. Like, okay, you want if you can play this this four, three, one, two formation, that's fine. You can have Guido play alone because that's what he did for most part of last season as well. And just slot in the winger. Um, yeah, he's not our favorite, but you know, Clemente, that that that's his position. You know, you should play his position, and you'll get better results. You know, you can't play as Alvarez there and expect the same thing because I don't care what anybody says. And yes, he does have it a lot. You know, his offense when he pushes up, his offensive clarity isn't there yet, in my opinion. He like he still doesn't a lot of work on that, and especially when you're coming from the wing, it's completely different than going down the middle. So, I think it needs to just stop trying to fit in all the big names in the starting 11 and just uh, stick to the basics. Because I think he said it last night in the, in the presser, you know, America's just stopped doing what, what they did in order for them to become champions. And 
you know, it's it's very clear that, you know, this team is just missing an identity or it's just something. Well, it's because it's missing its two most in, most important pieces to a, to a championship winning side, and it's two wingers. Two wingers, yeah. Renato Ibarra, that's been a little bit off form right now because of injury. And, you know, we have Clemente Ibarguen out to injury too, and he doesn't even give Tony Lopez a chance, and I think Dylan's going to be a little bit upset about that. I think we all should be, but, I mean, we we, we lack a winger. On the left hand side, we lack we lack a backup winger for Renati Barra. We lack wingers in general. I I mean, and yeah, you can your, throw. Mm -hmm. This is your you main can, priority. Yeah, and and I and I said it too in the transfer window. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. When when Nico Castillo was announced, when Benedetti was announced, it was like I'm still hoping out for that third player because our third player should be the most important player to come into the side, and that it needs to be a winger. It, it's yeah. it, it's that's plain and simple. You. You can't ignore the fact that you let go of two very talented wingers. Maybe one wasn't showing it more than the other, but, I mean, Linus was a game changer. Cecilio Dominguez, he was picking up form, was also a game changer. Mm -hmm. And a player that maybe isn't recognized so much, but was starting to pick up form in Salrunde, you know, could also <laughs> play down the wing. Yeah, you're right, yeah. But, you know, he's a good backup to have. You know, I mean, and, and, and at this point, at this point, you have a good backup in Tony Lopez. But you're not using him. You have mm -hmm. Clemente, who, let's face it, he's not a winger. He's forcing him to play in that yeah. one. <clears throat> and, and, and the kid's just not adapting well to it. Yeah, exactly. So you know you can't rely on him. Ibarguen struck it down with injuries. And even if he returns, he's not going to be the same Ibarguen or even close to the Ibarguen that we need him to be. Right I, see, exactly. I, I see people wanting Jeremy Menace to play down the wing. I just think that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea as well. He's not going to run back to help the defense. That's for sure. He's not gonna. He doesn't have the legs. He doesn't have the pace for it. He he's a cam. He's a cam at heart, and and he needs to be our cam whenever he That's comes in and, and 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 plays. And yes, now we have the issue where we have too many central midfielders. When before it was like, you know, you had a well balanced, uh, you know, attacking midfield wingers, everything. Now it mm -hmm. feels like we're very jammed in the middle, Ooh. and because of that, we 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 can't see the best America. You know. Yeah. Sure. People can say that America has a great, uh, great names on the roster. Yeah, great names on the roster. A, a great, a great headache for Piojo, you know, to mm -hmm. to see which players you're gonna field and all that stuff. But yeah, that's great. But guess what? That doesn't matter because we don't have wingers, and because of that, we have to play this narrow formation, and this mm -hmm. narrow formation is killing us. And if we continue to do that, We're not you know, results, teams yeah. are gonna keep keep strolling past us. They're gonna keep mm -hmm. beating us, and then. And we just we need a winger. It's it's gonna be, I'm gonna put it this way. It's gonna be a long season. It's gonna be a real long season without our wingers yeah. at at uh, at hundred percent. Because if you don't have Ibarra, if you don't have Ibarra, when, and if you're not willing to give Tony Lopez the chance, um, let me tell you, it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be tough. Because I mean, you could mm -hmm. stick Mateo Soriba, like I said, in the right midfield, um, but yeah, even then. You know he's he he he's not been in game rhythm for a while. He's not a hundred percent. And you can't even stick him there because that's not the Ibarra's position. I mean, yeah, and and, and I'm just saying when Renato Ibarra is out, exactly. You so, know, I mean, it's just because a shame it's, that he won't give you know Tony Lopez a chance. You know, he showed a very promise in the preseason and in the couple games that he's played. I mean, why not give the kid a chance? If you you keep giving Clemente chances and he's not showing up for you, why not give another youngster a chance? Yeah, I mean, but we have to wait and see whether or not Piojo even listens to us. Hopefully, he does. Piojo, look, just give Tony Lopez a, a shot, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, strolling back to this Morelia game, 
Um, I mean, things were just bad all around our mm-hmm. passing, our movement. Uh, we, 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 we didn't look alive. We didn't look like we were a hundred percent there for most, uh, for the most part. I mean, it took a Nico Castillo wonder goal for us to really get things going. Uh, you know, I'm not to, not to say that we didn't have a chance here and there, but they, I don't think they were that clear, you know? Yeah. But um, you look at this Morelia team and then, you know, they took their chances and, and we were just, we were not there from, from the get go. And that was what, what, uh, what hurt us so badly. Yeah, uh, like you, you said it yourself. I just think in that first half, Morel just controlled the, literally everything. Uh, they just they they seemed like they had a plan. They they had a play style. They they knew their objective of the game, and we were just too I guess too late to settle in. I I really don't know what 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 to say. It looked like we just got caught off guard with the the pace that they were presenting. We just couldn't keep up, and you know when we had the ball, there was no offensive clarity as well because there was no one to bring it up and provide us with that. Uh, it was it was. It looked very, uh, very sloppy for us out there. Yeah, it was, it, it was bad. I mean, you go into the half losing, and um, and you think, okay, anything positive you could take away? Probably not. I mean, everyone was really having a poor game. Mm-hmm. Defensively speaking, again, we looked shook uh, in the midfield. We looked too thin and 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 too spread at times. And when we had the ball, I mean, I I, I have no idea what we were doing with it. And that's the thing. When you play such a narrow game, you kind of force most of your creative players to uh, kind of invent new things that they haven't invented as of yet. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, Renato Ibarra is a wide player. He, you know, he thrives on playing down the byline. You know, cutting it close, getting to the edge, maybe winning a corner, whipping the ball in. You know, taking a player one or two, and then and continuing his wide run. Um, you move him more down the middle, and then I guess he can do almost the same amount of things. But he, he and, and it might not even seem to be the case. But sometimes, you know, if it's not your position, and if you're not used to it, even if you're not that super far from from your position, it, you know, it still throws you off a bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what can we say about our strikers? Sometimes I feel like they're just getting in each other's way. Yeah, I think that's a that could be a problem too. You know, um, I think. I think Nico Castillo, I think just just works better alone. You know, I I like you say there were times in this game where you know they just seemed like together, like um it wasn't it wasn't like I really don't know how to explain it. Like they just get each other's way. Like they make the same run. Like it's funny because they they like they think alike, so they make the same run in each other's way, and then the offensive chance is ruined. It's a little bit weird, but uh but like you say, I think um yeah I don't know they just don't seem to link up yet or the chemistry maybe isn't there just yet, but. Uh, it's it, it looks sloppy up there up top. Yeah, I mean, and 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 it might continue to be the same case because, um, you saw it against Nakaxa too. I mean, I, I just I don't know how 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 to break it more down than than you know what you just said and and thinking back at everything. Can we really say Nico Castillo is 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 really making an impact on this team? I I know he scored a wonderful goal, but um, you know, you, you take into context everything else he's doing throughout the whole ninety minutes of 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 each game. And can you really say Nico is 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 being that lethal striker we need him to be? Um, as of right now, like it's not fair to say no because without his goal in the Morelia game, the comeback wouldn't have been possible. 
because I think that obviously that started the whole thing. It got the team routed up, you know, okay, let's do this. Like we're in the game now. Let's let's just go for it. Um, but there were times in the Nakaxa game where everyone just seemed so out of position that you actually saw, and we'll talk about this more later when we review the Nakaxa game. You know, he's he's your central, like central attacker, central forward. He's supposed to be in the box receiving balls. Meanwhile, he's past the midfield, literally in our defensive side, like trying to get balls because the balls aren't getting to him. Like, yes, you're right. He hasn't been as clinical as we want him to be in important moments, but also the ball's just not getting to him. And, you know, you have to blame the people around them as well. You know, you have to blame in this case, I guess, your your Cordova or your Benedetti or, you know, whoever whoever else was in the midfield yesterday or your Mateo Suriba or your Jeremy Menez. You know, you, you got to get the ball to your, to your striker for him to score, no? Yeah, yeah. But sometimes do I feel like he's too isolated because of everyone else around him? That could be. I mean, you also have a Henry Martin that, you know, just likes to take every single ball now because he's feeling he's in form. He's going to take every chance he gets, and maybe the balls go through him more than Nico Castillo. Maybe that could be it too. There's Yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of pieces to this America puzzle, and Piojo has yet to put them all in the right place. I just feel like he's just, he's just trying too hard, you know. I think the the simp is uh, the fix is a little bit more simpler than what he's making it out to be. I think he's just you know trying to invent these formations and and positions for players that you know you don't need to. You know you have players available to play your regular four four two, so why not try it out? You know you can even take away a you know yes we do have too many strikers. Take one out, you know, play a solo striker and play a camp behind them or play a camp. Yeah, play a camp behind them and see and see what happens. You know, you don't you don't have to keep forcing this this four three uh, one two or this four three two one. Like any 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 formation other than the four four two, I think is not gonna work in this case right now. The the the, the, the fix is simple, you know, he needs to stop inventing everything. Like everything's been invented already. Just stick stick to your gut. Stick to your four four two that has worked for us in the past. That has led us to be champions and stick with that. But the issue at hand is that we don't have wingers, <laughs> and for that four four two, we need wingers. Right, but we had wingers in the Monaco game. We had another Ibarra there. You know, we could have we could have easily taken out Edson Alvarez and put in Tony Lopez or Clemente and just played uh played Guido. With Nicolas Benedetti, I think Benedetti doesn't want to play center mid. I think he wants to play camp. Then, then, then let's play the diamond formation. Then you have your CDM and Guido. Let him do it by himself because we know he can play your two wins. Yes, play, but play. lately he's had to do it by himself, and he looks so alone. And you look, and and I think teams have realized if all you need to do is double team Guido. Then you're good because as much as Guido can cover a space of, of, of two players, he can't cover three players all at once because if you double team Guido and your third player is running off and all he needs to, all you need to do is, is is play a through ball because there's no other center mid, you know, Guido's exposed at that point. You know, as, as well as he can do it on his own, I don't think that's the right move to make because I think teams have already figured that out that hey, look, it's 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 probably not the best move to make. Um, you know. At least for America's standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this, and yes, I agree with the fact that we don't need our three strikers on the pitch. Oh yeah, um, that's that was just I don't know. Two is fine. 
um, but we don't need all three, you know? Um, we need a very creative player behind them, like Benedetti or Menes. And, <clears throat> I mean, this is the tough part because I'm willing to say that since we lack width, since we lack the wingers, now, I know maybe a lot of people will think I'm 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 a bit crazy for saying this, but I think we fall to a five-two-one-two formation. So five five defenders with two full backs, two full wing backs, um, Paul Aguilar and Georgie Sanchez, who we both know are very good at going forward. Um, and then you have your three center mids, which I mean your three center backs, which is gonna be Edson, Bruno, and Aguilera. And then your two midfielders, which is going to be Guido Rodriguez and Mateo Soribe. Okay. And I think that's the only answer we have at this point because we don't have wingers. The only winger that was working for us seems to be injured, Renato Ibarra. Um, I know it's not something too serious, and he might be back pretty soon. Um, but to be honest, what I'd like to see against Puebla, I'd like to see that back five with the two midfielders, Benedetti as a cam and two strikers. And I think, and I think that gets the job done. Because See, you're not losing width, right? Because you're still gaining that width with your with your full backs, with your full uh, with your wing backs, excuse me. And you're not exposing your defense when your wing backs go up because you have Guido dropping in whenever the whenever they do attack us. Meaning you're kind of defending with four players already. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at it in that aspect, defensively speaking, you're fine. Offensively speaking, you should be fine as well. Because even if you're still trying to play down the middle, you still have your options going wide. Both Georgie and, and Paul. I think, at least for me, seeing the players that we have right now, the roster that we have right now, and in the situation that we find ourselves, I think that America needs to play with that back five. I don't know what you think, Christian. Mm. I'm going to hear your thoughts right now. I want people in the chat to let me know. What would you guys think of a five at the back formation? Um, and then, you know, let us know as well. And if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, tweet at us. Is a back five something that America should consider? seeing as how we still gain width with our wingbacks, but yet we still can play down the middle if we choose to. The thing with the back five is I feel like our our squad is way too offensive orientated that adding that extra defender limits us offensively in a way because you're leaving on the bench players like you know, starting players. Actually, you know what? Let's slide him there. Him, Uribe. So you, you would take out Renato Ibarra then? Mm-hmm. You would put Renato Ibarra on the bench? Mm-hmm. Because, it, look, if it doesn't work, it's a simple switch. It's take Benedetti out if he's not creative. And then you slot... And then you turn into instead of a two one, it's a full three. Yeah, but you're you're basically playing the same formation that we did 
against Monarcas and that formation, you know, doesn't but work for us. You have fullbacks, I mean wingbacks at this point that are offering you width. Right, but that's that's the same thing. You still have you're you're still playing Edson Alvarez in in the left mid position, sort of. No, Edson's still in the center back spot. So you're playing Mateo Solibe out wide. Yeah. Okay. Look, watch. It's five. You leaving Renato on the bench, right? Right. You have your fullbacks, mm-hmm. which is uh, Georgie and Paul. You have your three center backs, which is Emma, Edson, and, and in the middle Bruno. Bruno. Okay. In the midfield, you have. Uh, Mateo Suribe and you have Guido, okay. right? The two partnerships that's been been thriving these past year. And then in the in the camp position, you have Benedetti. Up top, you can have whoever you want. Castillo, Henry, Roger, Castillo. It, it doesn't matter. Make him makes a match, whatever you want. Okay. If for one reason Benedetti's not creating, mm-hmm. you pull Benedetti out. And you kind of slot him into the midfield. So now you have Mateo Suribe, Renato Ibarra, and then you have Guido. And then Renato Ibarra still has the liberty to go wide a bit at times. Do you remember when uh, Pio Herrera came and we used that 5-3-2 formation and Sambu was played out in in that left center mid spot, but was still given the liberty to play more wide? Yeah. That's what something would happen, but this time it would be Ibarra who had the liberty to play more wide. Um, but you also have Paul Aguilar who's making your those runs, and you have Georgie Sanchez who's making those runs. So you still have width if you need to play uh, the wide ball. You know, it seems very intriguing, the idea. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, one, one, two up top. So you take one out. And then becomes, you know, I like it, but I don't know. It's just, I, I think someone said in the chat, I think just the, the line, the back five is just not our play style anymore. It's not, but it's, it's, it's what we have that's probably going to work best to us because I, I see people saying 4-4-2, four, four, and I'm love, I love the 4-4-2 four, four, for America. I think the 4-4-2 four, four, has worked wonders for us, but we don't have the players for it. it, it how, you can't field a 4-4-2 four, four, and only have 90% of the puzzle. And you're still missing that ten percent down the wings, you know. I like I like if, the, the back three actually. The that back three formation looked very good, but Bio said he won't play it this season. Maybe that can the change. Back three's too exposed because if you have a back five, you have you know your your wing backs that are coming down. I've said that so many times already. People are gonna get tired of that. But <laughs> um, but and when you do attack, guess what? It's like you have a back three, but when you defend, you have five players almost. And, and if you get caught off, Guido Rodriguez slots in. You have four defenders. I'm at, the way I'm seeing it. At least the way I'm seeing it in my mind, it's working. Mm-hmm. At least in my mind, it's working. Right. Um, but can we rely on Paulo Aguilar and Jorge Santos to make these offensive runs effectively? Or are you going to go? Up to I mean, I mean, we've. We rate highly both of them when they do go and attack. Sometimes, I mean, it's 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 just a matter of it's just a matter of seeing them in the in a game. And then, I think Georgie can do it. I think Paul has shown that he can do it time and time again. Right. You know, he's used to the formation. He played it under Piojo. He played it under the World Cup. He knows what it's what it's all about. Any chance we see it enough to kind of switch to the left mid position and you play Uribe out wide to the right? When he did it against Pumas and the uh, last league, no, two league years ago. Yeah, 
Remember when we beat Pumas in Seoul yeah. and Rio was playing out wide to the right? Mm-hmm. Could we ever see maybe Rante Bara take the left side and then Uribe take the right side? Liguido, yeah. maybe Liguido and Cordova in the middle. And then I'm sorry, but you're going to have to sit the bench on this one. Just pick your two strikers. So 4-4-2 basically just switch to Rante Bara, put Uribe on the right. Guido Cordova. And then but, I mean, Henry and... Ibarra, Ibarra doesn't like the left. And I, I've seen him play it there a couple of times, but... I mean, suck, it suck might up. it might just have to be. I don't know. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even broken down the fucking. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the... <laughs> fine, that's a fine. So for for you guys don't know, every time someone cusses on the show, they owe me a hundred dollars. So I just got a hundred dollars. Thank you. No more questions. And what? Uh, I thought we said a gancito, but okay. No, I said 100. <laughs> that's a hundred dollars for me. Thank you. But um, that's a that's a frustration that's inside that I'm yeah, trying to. It's been that stressful keep that it's just, you know, I guess we're just all very stressed out only because, like, I think everyone just sees that we have all these big names and, you know, we just can't seem to make it work. And, you know, it's it's very frustrating. Like, I I, I guess that's the only word to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I love the fact that Chicken Little was like, juega limpio, siente tu liga, Ivan. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, okay. What is it? Is is that is that a yellow card? Yeah, is that a yellow right, card? yeah. We'll That's a yellow, yellow card offense. We'll, yellow. we'll do what we'll do going on forward. If anyone uh says a bad word in a sense, um, we'll get a yellow card. Obviously, two yellow cards, you accumulate it's a red card, so you get um so you so you get banned, you get kicked out of the podcast. Does that sound decent? That sounds yeah. decent. All right. All right. But going back to take this, it to the bar. Going back to this Morelia game, though. Oh, <clears throat> well, you know, Bruno Valdez gets the red card, like for for arguing with the ref, like that's so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh no, Bruno gets the first yellow card because <laughs> Emanuel Aguilera was gonna get it. Oh yeah, uh huh. But and then, but it was him, and he and he does the right thing. Right, but the second one though. Um, the second one, I mean, he just goes in and lunges like... in in the channel. Really? I thought he... Oh, no, no, no. It, it wasn't even... Fun. Yeah, he goes and argues with the ref. Yeah, and he um, gets the, the second yellow. I mean... That's very dumb of him. Very dumb. And and he's matured a lot. He has. So for him to make this mistake, I mean... Yeah, it's very uncharacteristic, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, still, let's go. Come, come on, man. You're, you're down. You're down. Oh, no, you weren't down at this point. You, I mean, you are down the goal, but, you know, this is... This is not the that not the moment to be getting in getting in it with the refs. And then of course Morelia go and score a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um was that one via was it open play? Right? I think so. Or was it a penalty? I don't even know what's going no, on. Was, was that a penalty? Yeah, it was a penalty. It was a penalty, right? Okay, yeah, yes. it was a penalty. Yeah, you're right. So they go, they get mm-hmm. scored on again. You think 2-0. We're like, I mean, yikes. At this point, I think you thought, well, it's over. Down 10 men. The team isn't really fighting. There's no real spirit. Oh, yeah. That was the weak penalty. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you guys are right. That was the weak penalty. I think it yeah. was when when the thing called his son just kind of like like tucked his, like pulled his arm just a little bit or his shoulder or something. He just yeah. went flying. 
Um, and but yeah, I mean, he gives it, he gives it, he gives it. You know, all I mean, all we could really say at that point is just it was a wow. bad night, and and yeah. a bad night accumulating. Uh, it was just accumulating, accumulating, and I mean. Like, like I said, there was just no real fight, no real energy from the team. Um, even after the first goal, even after the red card, some of the players just looked like they wanted to go home. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just no no heart, no fight, and no hunger in this team, and it's very uh, very concerning to say the least. And then, especially, uh, especially when you're not even in the top five positions of the table you know you're you're barely battling eighth and you're playing like this it's it, it calls for concern in my opinion no it, it it does it does and then of course you get the wonderful nico castillo goal that kind of comes out of nowhere from a free kick um i'm be honest with you i didn't celebrate it he lasered um, that. he lasered that i didn't celebrate whatsoever i just thought well it was a good goal i, I had nothing to take away from him i thought it was a fantastic goal um but i thought you know what seems a bit too late Maybe it'll spark something, and it did. It, it sparked. It, it woke them up. It, they it's pushed. They pushed. They pushed. Never too late. And it's never too late. As as a Manchester United fan, I should know that. Um, yeah, congrats today. Uh, thank you. And um, and out of nowhere, Cordoba scores that jammy goal. Jammy goal. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. A jammy goal. Um, I don't think he even expected it, but um. But it, it it's good to see him get a goal. I, I think I think he he's deserved one. He's been playing well whenever he gets his opportunities, and I guess he was rewarded with the goal and the start against Nagaxa. Yeah, and I think it's a perfect segue, and you know, because the Morelia game's in two two. It is what it is. You thought terrible night. We got to pick it up against Nagaxa. Yeah. So now let's move on to the Nagaxa game. Nagaxa game time. <laughs> And you thought and even more formation troubles, more lineup troubles. And you thought, okay, Norenate Barra, understandable. He's he's injured. So you mm. put in Cordoba, you put in Benedetti on the midfield, and you slot in your three attackers, which is maybe not the best idea. Probably. I don't know. And you think, okay, we start off the game right, you know? We're pushing forward. We have the ball. We put the ball into the back of the net. We're, Henry we're, Martin goal. Henry Martin goal. You think, okay, yes. We're controlling the game. We're controlling the game. And we go and disappear for for a good chunk of the time mm-hmm. for the first half. And then once the half is about to end, we appear, we pop up. We could have had a second. Yeah. Didn't take our chances, but okay. Understandable. It wasn't the most clear-cut chance ever. So we mm-hmm. go into the half. America up one goal. All you're thinking at this point is, okay, we have the lead. We're not playing consistent. We're not playing the best, but we are looking better than we were against Morelia. And, okay, you think if we can continue to create, if we can continue to push, and we can continue to start the second half the way we ended the first, second goal will come. Once that, either the floodgates will open or America can easily secure this game. Yeah. Well, none of that happened. <laughs> no, 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 none of that happened. No, you're right. Uh, it was a complete mess. It was a complete nightmare in regards to to what was going on because you saw, um, you saw an America team that just came a bit too much relaxed in, in, for for my liking. That there, there just was no 
no real threat from us going forward. And Nikaxa got the ball more. And, and they, because of that, they were able to find the back of the net. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, trying to see here at uh, what time did America concede the first goal? The 53rd uh, minute. 53rd minute. Yes. And it was a terrible, terrible defending. 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 Mm-hmm. Why was Henry Martin all the way running there down? Why wasn't Etten or Aguilera picking in, that guy up? Exactly. That's why. I don't know. And he seemed so alone. Oh, dude, it was it was terrible. And I guess I gotta pin that a little bit down on actually Guido too. You know, the the guy that made the pass was alone as well. You know, he had all the all the time of the day, the vision to do it. It was. It was all alone, mm, and, and yeah. the guy, the guy running in alone too, just poor defending, and you know, just I guess just uh, sums up what what our defense has been kind of in in the past couple couple of weeks. You know, just not focused, uh, making these lousy mistakes that you know oft, often lead to the rival team scoring a goal. It's it was it was bad. And from there on, you thought, okay, one one, game's not over. Mm-hmm. You just want a response. You want something. You want a you, you want them to kick themselves back into gear. But again, it doesn't happen. You know, you get a little bit uh chances here and there, but you see Nakaxa more on the ball, you see Nakaxa more focused, they seem more determined to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bioko starts making the substitutions. And uh, comes in the first one, the return of Mateo Suribe. And minutes afterwards, the return of Jeremy Menes. Uh, Jeremy Menes and so talk to me. Did you like the subs? The, well, let's talk about the first one. I think Uribe, when Mateo Suribe comes on, Roger I think comes when out. Mateus, yes, Roger comes out. And I think, okay, I think he's seeing that the three forwards are maybe estorbandose each other up top. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, they're, they're really getting in each other's way. Okay, that's understandable. Where are you going to put him, though? That's my question. Right. And he puts him in that right mid spot. Puts him in that right mid spot. Cordova is then shifted out wide. And then you have... Guido and I guess Benedetti, but not really. Benedetti is more of a cam still. Guido's still having to do everything in the midfield by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Understandable. Then I didn't think he came into rhythm at all. Yeah. No, I think it was um it was a tough ask for him. Um would have liked to see him come on maybe if the game was a little bit more secured. Um I think that maybe it wasn't so called for him to come in right away. I would have gave it a, at least another five, ten minutes before maybe you start chucking everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me personally, but he came, he comes in, and he doesn't really make an impact. Um, yeah, which is I, a bit concerning. I completely agree. Um, you no, know? yeah, I mean, he, he it looked like he tried to get in in the play, you know, more often than none, but. Like you said, I just just the balls that I guess weren't coming to him. You know, he wasn't really flowing the game in in the way that I guess we, we needed to. But um, but in my opinion, though, the next substitution that came in, I think that you know, whenever he got the ball, you know, he was he was he was making. He looked like he was trying to make things happen. He was trying exactly, and they were talking about Jeremy Menez comes. He comes in, and Benedetti comes out. And I think you see, you see the talent that this Frenchman still has. Uh, and you think, well, imagine if he was game fit, match fit, ready, what he could be doing for us. Um, he was all over the pitch. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he was maneuvering the ball. He was grabbing it. He was moving it. He was trying to orchestrate everything. Um, you saw in America be a little bit more controlling in that sense mm-hmm. and pushing forward. Um, and I think what killed us, what really killed us, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit right now, was a Marchesin mistake. Yeah, and um, the second goal. We'll the second about, we'll, goal. We'll, we'll talk about the second goal first. Um, Which is the Marchesin mistake. Yeah, Marchesin mistake. But he made a mistake in the third one as well. <clears throat> yes, and then we'll break that down as well. Exactly. But I think what killed us is, is that mistake from Marchesin. Yeah. The fancy footwork um, went not necessary. You know, you had players open. Why not just pass to one of them? The team never kind of felt the same after that goal. Yeah. Um, because you thought that the team was actually starting to find rhythm, uh, starting to take shots, starting to move the ball around. Uh, players are moving, creating spaces. Um, and then, of course, comes the Marchesin mistake. And I think mm-hmm. after they see that they go down a goal, now the best possible solution you might get is a draw at home. Um, you know, heads start going down. You know, I, I feel like uh, I feel like Marchesin is to blame in this game. Yeah. And, you know, I – listen, I – there were fans booing him, you know, fans chanting at him. That's acceptable. I mean, okay, I get it. It's in the moment, but, you know, for everything that he's done for us, and I know we're in a bad state, you know, this was a must win for us to get us in top four of the league, and now we're, we're ninth. We're out of we're out of uh, Ligia zone right now. I understand. I get it. But listen, it's not the moment to to be to be booing and and chanting at your at your goalie that saved you saved our butts from a lot of things and you know yes he he made a mistake and uh, he recognizes it he said it he lost interviews listen it's my mistake i know I, I know i messed up here but you know i learned from these mistakes i'll make me a better goalie we just got to you know pick our heads up and continue to keep working okay whatever just let it go you the know the only I, thing i have against his statement was, my man, you are 28, 29 years old. How is this mistake going to make you any better? I mean. And let's not not forget that he has been prone to mistakes before. Yeah, he has. All right. Now I'm just saying, I I think the fans were in the right to boo him. I think the fans were in the right to be mad at him. I'm not saying carry this over to the next game. I'm saying, yes, let him hear it. Let him have a hard week because we trash Henry so much because of the same, because of mistakes here and there. You know, we go up against players and this and that. Mm -hmm. And as good as a player has been, he needs to bite this bullet. Mm -hmm. He needs to bite this bullet and say, okay. And he has. And that's yes. and, and it's gonna be continuous this week. And against Puebla, he might have seven ridiculous, amazing saves. And guess what? It's gonna be all behind us. Broken love, you know? yeah. Because it's 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 funny because as 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 you know, football fans all around the world will will say we have short memories, you know. No, you're right. But but I think I think Oscar Fernandez here puts it well. You know, you, mm, I, I really don't like to see that because Marchesin really always shows up for us. You know, he always makes those those saves that when we need him to, and then we're always thanking him on Twitter like, "Yo, we don't deserve you" and stuff like that. You know, for for one bad. I night. think that's a bit exaggerated. I, I think he's okay, just yeah, doing yeah. his job. He's doing no, his no, job and right. he's doing it well. Right, but you know, at least he's doing his job. You know, there's other teams that have goalies that you know can't even make us can't even make half the saves that Marchesin does for us 
Which is why he's playing in America. Right, but you the booing and everything was a bit uncalled for, in my opinion. You know, yes, he had a bad. I think it was fine. I just think it was fine. But like you say, though, it just it just can't carry over to the next game. You know, let let's say, let's just say, God forbid, he makes another one, another like I guess, or not even. Oh no! No 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 no! no. Wait, let me phrase it. Just he lets a goal in. It wasn't his fault. Can't do anything about it. And then the boos start coming out again. Yeah, but maybe they should start booing the defense at that point, not uh, not just Marchesin. Um, look, look, Marchesin is no stranger to this, and no. anyone who's ever and... played this position will know that in the goalkeeper, everyone will remember you for your mistakes. No one will ever remember you for uh, your great saves. I remember Marchesin for his great saves. <clears throat> no, but that's the thing. Marchesin was making amazing saves in Santos, but when he came to America and he started making mistakes left, right, and center, mm-hmm. everyone was criticizing him. Oh, remember the first game against Toluca? He let two yes. losses in, and everyone was hating him already. Look, in a position like that, you're always going to get called out. You're always going to be in tough positions, and if you get scored on, and sometimes, I'm, I'm going to be quite frank, people that don't know the position, people that don't understand the goalkeeper position will say, well, you should have gotten that. You should have saved that. When in theory, he did all he's all he could at that point, but people are still gonna, uh, you know, crucify him for it because that's just the way it is. That's the position. That's your 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 only job title is keep the ball from going in, and if it goes in, and yeah, maybe you maybe you did everything you could, but some people are gonna look at it in the fact that you're the goalkeeper. No, nothing should be going in, which mm-hmm. is extreme, extreme, and I know. And and because you know I've dealt with that before. You know my whole life growing up and playing this position, you get people who yell at you and tell you why didn't you get it? Why didn't you save this? This isn't that. Um, and you can sit there and try to explain it to them, and they will still come out and say, "Well, but you're the goalkeeper, so you know." And Majesty knows this. And yeah. if he gets scored on against Puebla, people will boo, maybe boo him, maybe boo they won't, but he will be under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's when he needs the the backing of his defense, of his team, uh, to, to really get him through this game. If he walks away with a clean sheet, guess what? We don't talk about this ever again. Exactly. So let's just hope for, I guess, the best. We'll have to wait and see. But Marchesin, of course, uh, you know, costing us that goal. And I think after that, uh, the America was just never the same. We were no. taking chances, but things weren't really looking good. Um, and then comes a corner in the 92nd minute of the match, and, if I'm not mistaken. 92nd when we had seven minutes of added Six time. minutes of added time, four minutes. minutes time, whatever it was. I don't know why he's going up, to be honest. I, I really don't know why he's going up. I think if you go back and you rewind, they, Univision does, they, they capture Marchesin running, and then they capture Miguel Herrera for the briefest of seconds, but just as they're about to cut away to the corner shot, you see Piojo's expression like, what? And I don't know if it was because my team was going, I don't know what, what was going on, but um, I don't think he was in approval of Marchesin going up, up for that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just too early. It was too early. You still had four minutes, mm-hmm. still lots, lots of time to be honest. Um, and then we already know. My other big concern about that was, why is Cordoba taking that corner? 
Ooh, why isn't Menace taking it? Why isn't and, Oriba taking it? There you go. Uh huh. There you go. Why? Why is Why is Cordoba taking that corner? It's not. It's it's. Uh, look, I get it. The kid had a good game, but it's it's not like he wowed us with his crossing abilities. Mm-hmm. So, hex, I would have taken Luis Reyes at that point to take that corner. I mean, Cordoba was not the one for me. Another um, thing. Remember the Nico Castillo free kick that was a little bit outside the box. Yeah, like a little bit to the right. Oh my why God. is he taking it? Yes. Why is he taking it? You have literally the best passer, I guess, on our team in Menez, and you have Nico taking the free kick. Like, how does that, that make it, sense? You have your number doesn't. nine taking the free kick. I mean, it makes no sense. So Cordoba takes in the corner. It's terrible, by the way. Terrible corner. Absolutely drifts. Look, he doesn't even bend it towards mm-hmm. the goal. He bends it out wide. Uh, <laughs> The Nakaxa defense does enough. Passes it over to Brian Fernandez. At that point, I'm just yelling, Luis Reyes, take one for the team, my guy, and yeah, foul him. Get the yellow, don't matter at this point. Doesn't do it either. And because of that, well, Brian Fernandez is able to pass it through to uh, to his, uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Calderon. Calderon. Calderon finds an empty net. And you see... This is what frustrated me the most. You see Marchesin just jogging, jogging, jogging. not even running, jogging back. He's not sprinting. He's not hustling. He's not, you know, he's not just boom, 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 running and sprinting down. And that's what got me so, 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 so mad. It was the fact that you're not sprinting. You are not running. As a goalkeeper, you know that you have compromised your whole entire team by going up, and if you did not get that ball, the moment he saw that he didn't get that ball, he should have booked it down to his goal. Shut it back down. Hmm. You don't run at all. You, you you have the pace, the stamina to go get back there. Get back there. Why are you jogging? It makes no sense. In my mind, the only way, the only thing I could think of that he was jogging back was that we were going to get it back and we were going to get another chance at a cross end and he wanted to be there. That's literally the only reason why. But even then, he was still at the midfield when that play was happening. So even if that were to happen, he wouldn't have made it in time for the cross either way. So, yeah, two terrible mistakes by him. It was, um, just, it was cost really us bad. the match. Yeah. Probably his words came out in America jersey. In a while, yeah. In a while. Probably. Um, 3-1. One more can so you three, say? Uh, one, um, it's terrible, frustrating. This, it was just the cherry on top for my night because uh, my a certain team got got uh, got, got, got humiliated in their own home by some little kids from from Holland, and you know it was just a cherry on top for me at that point. But uh, but yeah, it was a ter- terrible night for America. Really needed this win. Would have would have put us in fourth behind Monterrey, Tigres, and Leon, and now we're sitting ninth. Um. We're one point away from Santos, and we're tied with Puebla and Lobos Buap. Um, Look, yeah. we need to start picking up points um, because at this point uh, we should be worried. But uh, aside from that, uh, we need to start picking up points because guess what? Mm-hmm. After the after the Puebla game comes the nitty gritty of everything. Yeah, and that's um, what it's crunch you know. time. 
and that's what calls for concern the most. You know, you you we really thought that these four games were were winnable. I said I wanted twelve out of twelve, and well, I didn't get twelve out of twelve. I mean, we'll, we'll still gotta wait for Saturday, but you know, I'm still not gonna get twelve out of twelve. But um, you know, we needed these four games to really pick up our our play style, our identity. You know, the way we want to play going forward in the rest of the tournament, uh, the season. I meant sorry. And right now we just don't have that. We lack literally everything from from goalkeeping. I have to say, from goalkeeping all the way to offense, we lack literally everything. And I don't know, man. If we don't really put a stellar nine out of ten, ten out of ten performance against Puebla, I'm gonna find it extremely difficult for us to beat Chivas in the both games. I mean. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh we have uh we have a lot that we need to work on. Yeah. Um and this fix is not gonna happen overnight. Uh, we have to be we, we have to be realistic with everything that we're doing. Uh we're missing, you know, pieces. Uh we're 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 missing, you know, players due to injuries, due to the fact that we don't have them at our disposal, uh, because we don't have wingers. I mean, we, 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 we have so much going wrong at the moment. And then I really hope that, um, I really hope you can find it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what he's getting paid for. That's his job. He needs to, he needs to go and, and, uh, and, and completely get this one right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, you really like Piojo. I think Dylan likes him too. Um, you know, he, he's done a lot of good things for us, especially last season. All this I I don't I really don't want to start getting into this conversation, but um, is is there is there a moment where we think this team is just is just too much for him? No. Okay. Because I think you will agree with me on this. Is he's starting to build his team again? Right. And this is and and you know that he's finishing his team in the summer. Okay. This is not his complete team. It's not, but he and has look, some very interesting names here. He has some very interesting names, but he's missing players. He's missing players. I, I promise you, if you go and, and have a one-on-one with Piojo and tell him, Piojo, are you 100% content with this squad you have right now? I promise you. I promise you. He says no. no I agree. Because there's players there that, he, that I know he wants to get rid of, and there's players that he wants to bring in. Mm-hmm. You know? We'll have to wait and see what happens, but he does have a very good squad. Yeah. That we cannot deny. That we can't deny. It's just, up to, I guess, up to him to find out the combination. How to make it work. How to make it work. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, I really don't want to be that guy, but, you know, we we have the squad. We have all the potential in the world to repeat champions this season. But I think, I honestly think our season is made in the next two weeks, the game on Saturday and the two classicos on uh, next week. If we can show up in all three games, advance in the Copa Mekis, you know, have a good performance against Chivas in the league. Um, I think I think this will give a lot of the team a lot of confidence, a lot of morale boost, you know, and just I guess that sense that, you know, that they can do it despite, you know, the bad month that they that they've had. Yeah, I I think you're right in that aspect that we have um 
we have the right team and and it's it's about to be crunch time it's definitely crunch time in my opinion this 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 next two weeks will in my opinion make or break our season because guess what right after chivas we have tigres yeah so it's, it's if, not gonna um, get any easier than if, that. If we're not gonna pick it up now, then might as well just not even make it to the Gia, in my opinion, because I don't want I don't feel like getting embarrassed again in uh in the elimination situation. It's just my little heart can't take it anymore. <laughs> so that sums up the terrible week we've had as uh as those who follow America, cover America, and of course uh feel the colors and the passion for America as much as you guys do, the listeners. I mean, we have so much to uh, so much to vent, so much to talk about, so little time, but hopefully you guys can agree with us that hopefully the best is still yet to come for our, for our America side. Yeah. Christian, anything else to wrap up this uh, pretty terrible week? Nah, I think, I think we all hit it on the, on the head. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. And, uh, you know, knock on wood and uh, fingers crossed that uh, we we never experience a week like this again for another 12 years. Yeah, hopefully, please. I can. Between everyone losing, literally not catching a break, not even right now. As I, I think life just throws you these kind of curveballs in, yeah, in I mean, sports and everything and in life in general. So um, it's, been, you know? it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Alrighty then, we'll move on into our next segment, the segment everyone's been waiting for, the segment that everyone loves. Ladies and gentlemen, it is trivia time. I know some of you guys are asking for the question already. As always, if you guys are listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify, we do urge you to come join us in a live show so you guys can come get some sweet points. Follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast because that means you guys can enter a chance to for those uh Damn, I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, you can enter in for a chance at trivia as well through there when Christian posts uh, the uh, trivia questions on there. So make sure you guys do follow us and keep a close eye on that because we are uh, we're definitely trying to to get you guys going on that. Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> <laughs> Christian, wow. Chris, my bad, my bad. Christian, <clears throat> uh, take it away. Let these people know what today's question is. Sure. Um, tonight's question is name the last two players to use the number 23 on Club America. The last two players to use the the number 23? Mm-hmm. Yo, that's a tough one. Not even I know that one off the top of my head. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, it's, I guess I should rephrase the question so people don't get confused. It's the current one right now, as you guys know it, and then the last one. Does that make sense? Yes, so the current okay. and the last one. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think I should reword it then. Okay. Okay, so yeah. The current and the last player to use the number 23 on Club America. Is that link still good? Yeah. Okay. So here is your guys' link. Go and answer away and get your guys' questions. I mean, your answers in for this question. Get yourself some double points. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. That's today's question. I mean, you put yeah, you did, and there, there it you is. go. Well, that is trivia for you guys. How uh, how well is it? It is is it going, man? Trivia's going pretty good. You know, responses literally every every week are growing. Um, no, I think at this point, I think we've already exceeded the number of participants from last season, which is great to hear. Oh, that's phenomenal. 
And, you know, um, we have a meeting today, us, all of us. And I think I'm going to bring up a prize because we still haven't announced a prize. And I think people would love to know what they're playing for. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, definitely think so. Um, so we'll try to get that information out um, as soon as possible when we, when we have the chance. Uh, standings will be out tomorrow. Finally, mm-hmm. things will finally be out tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna push literally everything I have, push it to uh, push it aside, and just work on standings tomorrow. So uh, that'll be out tomorrow. Look out on Twitter um, at Eagle Eye Podcast and see how you're doing. And yeah, there you go. That's trivia for tonight. I'm thirsty. Awesome, awesome. Well, while you go get some water, we have an announcement to make. I promised you guys an announcement uh, last week in regards to a FIFA 19 tournament. And for those of you who are listening via iCloud Sound, iCloud, uh, well, sorry, not iCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Can't even get my wording right. Um, we have put a poll on our Twitter page. Are you interested in an EA Sports FIFA 19 tournament amongst our community? For right now, as the voting stands, 42 people have voted with two days left. That's right. We're giving people like about a three-day cushion uh, to come and vote. It looks like 93% have said, yes, let's do this. 7% have said, no, they'll pass. So by the looks of it, we might just be getting this tournament going. Um, if you guys haven't done so, go down there and check in and, uh, you know, vote yes. And also comment your preferred console, Xbox, PS4. If you have both, let us know both. Um, so it's crazy. It's crazy. I'll give you guys a little preview of exactly what we have in mind for this. Um, I'm still yet to finalize everything, but um, it will be centered around America. Um, and it will be centered, um, and, and you will have some rules and regulations in regards to your squad, how you can build it, and exactly uh, what players you can use, what players you can't. Uh, you'll have a certain limit to how many players you can use outside of the America team. Uh, so so it's, it's, it's going to be great. I, I think it's going to be a great challenge. Um, I'm, I'm really trying to make this fun and entertaining for all of us, and so that way... We're not all just using one team, and uh, we're not all using the same players. So we're going to see a lot of different versatile uh, squads, which I think is going to be fun and entertaining. Uh, so it, it, it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. We, you guys will have more of an official announcement come, um, <clears throat> excuse me, come, uh, I believe, Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> and uh, for those of you on the PlayStation 2, uh, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we might just have to find a way. Um, but, of course, uh, we'll let you guys know. Follow us on Twitter. You guys will will will, will get a better understanding of it. If you guys uh, also want to follow us on Instagram, we'll be putting information on there as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on the podcast as well. So we're going to try to get all of you guys to come and join. Uh, by the looks of it, we might just have enough to do both an Xbox and a PS4 tournament. So um, it's going to be very similar to the Liga MX uh, platform. Uh, the top eight players will qualify to a Liga, and then uh, from then from then on, you guys will already know how the procedure works. So, as things stand, it looks like we're going through 
with this uh, FIFA 19 tournament. I know I'll be participating in it. I know Christian will be participating in it. We're, we're trying to see if Cowboy Dan is going to be participating in it as well. Um, so it should be fun. It should be a fun way for all of us to interact with each other. And, uh, I mean, what more can I say? Christian, what do, what do you got to say about this? You don't, you don't want to see me on, on FIFA. Oh, oh, dude, I'll try to talk you until I'll get in your head so badly. Oh, dude, it'll be great. Notice I didn't say he wouldn't win, though. He might just still lose. I might just still lose. I mean, um, you know, I think I think it'd be fun to interact with everybody. You know, I've actually been thinking about, you know, streaming because I usually play late night FIFA with my friends on PS4. I'll play with you guys, but I don't have Xbox. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, late night stream. I don't know if anyone would be interested in, you know, come hanging out, you know, like 1130-ish, midnight. On, on the eastern coast that's when i usually get on and play uh that's the time my friends are available to play uh but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of laughs um if anyone's interested just you know let me know on my personal twitter i guess or dm us in the in the uh podcast twitter something i've been uh i've been thinking about toying with the idea but um but yeah just let me know and also also for those of you who are wanting to see how your host does in a fifa match um we will have our official classical week starting next Monday. So keep your eyes out because you're going to have a lot of Club America Chivas Classico Nacional content coming your way on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on here on the pod. And then, of course, uh, we're also going to be playing our good friends down at the Chivas del Norte, as always, the Super Classico Podcast Edition on FIFA 19. I'm just saying I'm I'm 2 and 0. I'm two and zero, oh, and uh, looks like there looks like Rigo is gonna be stepping out for this one. It's gonna be someone else, so you know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. So you guys stay tuned for that. We're gonna have a live uh, FIFA 19 matchup between us and the Chivas and Norte people, so you guys can uh, hopefully grab some popcorn and get ready to watch that game. Hopefully cheer me on, and uh, hopefully I walk away with the with the win. Did you know but, that you changed shirts? <clears throat> I did notice that you changed shirts. Did you? Why did you want to say anything? Well, because I thought that would be a little bit too obvious. I mean, it is pink. Come on. Do you like it? I do. Everyone seems to like it, to be honest. Yeah, everyone does seem to like this one. <laughs> All right, well, let's not delay this any further. Let's move on into our next segment, and let's give the ladies a quick shout-out. The ladies walked away with a draw against Toluca in a in the Coronada 11 of the ladies' uh, Liga MX Feminine. Um, I mean, it's, it's just not been a week for America, even on the ladies' side of things. You know, it, uh, it they were winning. And then, you know, Toluca ended up tying the game. So it, it's it's quite frustrating because, you know, you would imagine maybe the, the ladies would pull something up, but it, uh, it, it really wasn't to be the case. Um, I mean, not much more we can say about that. Um <clears throat> I mean, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is, and like we said, you know, like, it was a game that we weren't able to watch or cover, but you know, we try to keep a close eye on. Yeah, but um, I think I think it's just a matter of time until they pick up their form again. You know, I think I think it's it's a crucial for them, especially going forward into season. They need to you know start, start. I guess I guess them too. You know, started cementing an identity. Uh, start you know playing like they did last season. You know, win game after game after game and build their confidence. 
I think they can do it. You know, they they seem like a like a great group of girls, uh, ladies that can um, you know, like they can just match up to any task given. So yeah, it was um, it was it was a shame that they had to had to tie this one, but um, but I think they'll be all right coming up. Yep. Well, the ladies' next game is against none other than Cruz Azul. Ooh, classical yeah. home. Classical Hoban. Um, ladies will be at home. Game will be on Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific time, 12 Central, 1 o'clock for you, Christian, down in the East Coast. Uh, that's going to be Saturday. Broadcasting most likely through Univision Deportes. Uh, so if you guys are hopefully in tune to that, uh, we will have live coverage of that if that is the case. Of course, it's a classical, so the ladies, we are going to be right behind you. So, as always, Friday night, going into Saturday morning, make sure you go on Twitter and you do the hashtag Lady Aguilas so they know that we're with them 100% of the way. Hopefully, they pick up their form and hopefully they walk away with three points at home against a classical. Should be perfect. Should be exactly the pickup that they need. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Um. I really hope that we can get enough coverage for that game as well because it should be a great one. It should be great. It should be fun too. So let's no, uh, let's hope for the best. So, ladies, we're with you, and uh, hopefully we have more to talk about coming in uh, in next week's podcast in regards to your guys' uh, performance. So mm-hmm. hashtag Lady Aguilas. And with that said, we move on into our final segment of the show. We're going to be previewing America versus Puebla. What more can uh, what more could we say? It's uh, it's a must win game. It's it's a must win oh, game. Really you win. you have to come into this. It's at home. It's against a Puebla side. Yes, I'm not trying to bash on Puebla, but it's not the best Puebla side ever. What more could we want for a pick me up? I mean, I mean, it's it has to be a must win. Um, like you're saying, it's not a a, a great Puebla side, but let's <laughs> we're tied with them in points. They're they're right behind us and sitting in tenth position with thirteen points. Um, you know their 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 team was a little bit uh a little bit kind of like I guess Morelia in the sense you know they don't score a lot. They only have eight goals this season, have conceded ten. You know it's gonna I guess gonna be one of those scrappy games as well. Puebla, you know, just is coming off a a one nil victory over Querétaro. Uh, before that, they tied one one with Morelia. They actually tied with Monterrey. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a scrappy game, that's for sure. But like you're saying, it's a must win. No, yeah, definitely a must win. So we'll have to wait and see. Um. So that game is at five p.m. Pacific time, seven p.m. Central, nine. Oh, sorry, not nine. Eight Eastern time on Saturday at home at the Estadio Azteca. It's a must-win game for America. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 talk about this and let's break it down. What does America need to do? Because I think it's gonna be interesting to see what formation we come out with after that little talk we had in the beginning of the show. So before that, you know, Christian, give me uh give me your predicted lineup and then we'll go on from there. Sure. Um I'll have Marchesina net, uh Paula Aguilera, Bruno Valdez, Emanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez, Edson Alvarez, 
uh, Clemente and Henry and Nico Castillo up top. Now, Paolo Aguilar is suspended. Is he? He's picked up six yellow cards. Oh. Uh, so, Jorge Sanchez on the right and Luis Reyes on the left? Okay. So then, formation-wise, what is it? 4-4-2. Four, 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 just, four, just the basics. Who's your left winger again? Clemente. Okay. Just have to go back to basics and at this point. Alrighty. I agree. I won't I won't change it. I won't move it. For the mm-hmm. sake of, of, of all of this, I won't move it. I won't change it. It's going to be what it is. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Okay. So then... If we walk out with that formation, if we walk out with those players, what does America need to do to get three points? What do we need to see from them come come Saturday? Um, I honestly think we should just go back to the to the wing play. Um, this is the the game that Anate Bara needs to be the factor in creating the offensive team. When he gets in his offensive mode and starts dribbling, you know, past the defenders, one, two. And you know, making a good pass, then that's when you really start to see this America just shine. Um, one flaw that I think Renato Ibarra has is his crossing, and I always criticize him for this one. Um, if he can get a good, a good couple of crosses into Nico and Henry, I just don't think that you know Bola can stop us. Um, it all revolves around Renato Ibarra, and that will be my player to watch if he can get in his groove and in, in form. Uh, start making his key plays, key dribbles that we're used to seeing him do in games. I don't think we should have a problem winning this game. But don't overwork him. I think that's another key thing. If you start overworking him and you start consistently passing it to him and forget that you have a left winger in Clemente or whoever played that left wing, then the game's going to become like it normally does. You know, people he's going to get double teamed. You know, he's not he's going to be very limited on what he can do. And then you're gonna have to rely on on Edson Alvarez to kind of push up and do and do um and try to create something offensively, which in my opinion he just doesn't have that skill set to do yet. So yes, play Enrique Barra, yes, make him I guess kind of your main focus, but don't forget about Clemente. And and yeah, I think I think that's that's something we need to do. Just go back to basics and kind of just pick up confidence, pick pick up a little bit of rhythm going forward. I think uh, Diego says it perfectly, saying, "You know, we need to more playmaking, you know, and more, the only more, reason, more runs." Right, and the only reason why I start Edson over Mateos Uribe is I just don't think Mateo Uribe is ready for a full ninety yet. He li- literally just came back from injury, and I wouldn't like to risk him just yet. Um, and uh, and the points that you make up. Uh, Guido being so alone sometimes in that in that midfield in that center center defensive mid position, especially with a team like Puebla that has a great uh a great camp in in Chumacero, um I think that he can cause a lot cause trouble in that area, and you know at times maybe Guido might need that that extra little help. So that's why I picked Edson over Mateos, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Cordova over. Uh, Cordova come in or Mateos come in in the second half. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. That would be interesting to see. So yeah, uh, more playmaking, more uh, more runs off the ball, more movements, more more simple plays, more simple passing. You know, just mm-hmm. get get the rhythm going, get 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 the momentum going, score an early goal, and learn 
how to manage the game. I think that's the most important part. Learn right. how to manage the game. If you can do so, and, and even if it's against Puebla, if you can do so, go and keep performing, then that's all that matters. That's a good question. Who are we sending to the stands if Renate Barre does make it? Um, Roger. You would send Rodgers to them. So you would go in there with just two, two strikers and they're starting and no backup for them? No, because let's say one gets injured, then you simply play with one lone striker. Okay. Okay. So you would send Roger? I would send Roger. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. see though. We'll have but... to wait and see because this is going to be the, the big topic now of who, who, who gets to sit at the stands and, you know, who gets to be on the bench or, or starting. Which is going to be interesting. But mm -hmm. that's going to be a good discussion come that's gonna Friday be a good if, discussion. Piojo, mm -hmm. if Piojo does release the lineup and who's going to be on the, the tribuna. Yeah. Um, but going back to what America needs to do to walk away with these three points, it's just, look, take your chances, keep playing the simple ball, yeah. move the ball around, make mm -hmm. Puebla work for it, um, and use your home field advantage. You know, yeah. something I think we haven't done so in a while. Um, you know, the last time I think we used it was probably against Pachuca in the Copa Mekis game, but even that was a bit odd. Um, so just go out there, perform, have fun, and, and then do what you need to do and, and, and get the result, which is three points. Get the three points and start Ooh. worrying about Chivas. Listen, I, that's something I need to bring up. Now, are you satisfied with the 1-0 win over Puebla? Yeah. You really are. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Uh I think I I'm not I'm not satisfied with the one nothing, one nothing. I'm satisfied at the fact that we're winning and we're progressing. That's it. Yes. I'm not content yes. that mm -hmm. we're playing bad and we walk away with a win. But it's something. I, I, I look if America can make it to the final playing ugly, scrappy one nil performances, I'll take it. I'll take it all day. Right. No, no. Yeah, I I, I agree. I guess in that aspect. But listen, um, this. One nothing win leaves a lot of questions. Like, why aren't you scoring more? Um, was the team just parking the bus and you couldn't create? There was that a reason? Were you consistently in their half? You know, getting chance after chance after chance, but the ball's not going in. Okay, I guess I can accept that. At least we're creating. At least we're we have that offensive idea, that rhythm, that that uh, that identity, that play style. That to go forward and to create chances, okay. I'll, I guess, I'll let it slide. But um, if it's just a one nothing and we're playing scrappy, and you know you have Chivas coming up on Wednesday, it, are you are you gonna be that like a hundred percent sure that we're gonna go in there and and win? That's gonna be a discussion to have on next podcast. But I think I think for right now, the most important thing is don't look too far ahead into the future. Focus on the now. Focus on what's in front of you. Puebla's in front of you. Get the job done, and then you can start talking about Chivas, and you can start talking about how we're playing and not that, you know, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure. But with that said, give me your prediction for uh, for Saturday. Oh man, it's it's tough. Like I, I really wanted that 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 four nothing against Morelia. Uh, I it's just at this point, it depends on the lineup that Piojo really brings out because I really I really don't want to see. That Renato Ibarra, Guido, Edson Alvarez midfield because that's that's not gonna work and we're not gonna get a lot of goals with that. Um, it all depends if if he goes out with the lineup similar to mine. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna go out and say I think I think we do win three three nothing. 
Um, if he if he goes out with a lineup like he did in the past two games, I I think we just win one nothing. Okay, interesting. I think we win one no two no two no. Okay, Dylan will probably say two one because that's his favorite. That's his favorite thing. <laughs> his favorite thing to say Mm -hmm. and i know everyone is waiting to hear what does ea sports fifa have to say for this week well americanistas we will be happy to hear that ea sports fifa has given the simulation match to america two to one against puebla so ea is on our side for this Mm -hmm. week thank god he hasn't been on our side right the past couple games he has not so (laughs) Um, this should be good for us, hopefully. So, EA mm-hmm. Sports has said it 2 1. Dylan most likely would say 2 1. You're saying 3 0. I'm saying 2 0. I'm seeing a lot of 2 0s in the chat. Should be interesting, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I I really want to see this team get back into form. I really think that, you know, we we have we have the talent, we have the, the squad. I think we just need the mentality. I think our mentality uh, mentality is a little bit low right now. It's just not there, and you know, I guess one once we get that back, I guess the rest will just follow, kind of like a little domino effect. Definitely, definitely. Well, that does it for the preview, and that pretty much wraps up the show as well. We have so much coming for you guys next week. You have no idea. Um, like Christian said, we have a meeting after this podcast, so we're gonna be talking details and getting to the nitty gritty of everything. Super Classical Week is upon us after the Puebla game, so get yourselves ready. It is a full week of America versus Chivas content, a full week of America versus Chivas hype, and uh, guess what? We get two Classicals within that week, Wednesday and then Saturday. So get yourselves (laughs) ready. Get yourselves ready. It's going to be an amazing, amazing experience for all of us, hopefully, as a community. Um, We guys have more information on the FIFA tournament. You guys have information about where you guys can watch that live stream between uh, the Eagle Eye podcast versus the Chivas at North, the podcast. Um, we're going to have so much um, coming to you guys. So hopefully you guys are ready and excited. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. Same handle for Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. So make sure you guys follow us on there. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. You guys can always have us on the go. And, uh, well, what can we say? Uh, we're, we're very excited to have you guys on board for what should be uh, a pretty fun, entertaining, classical week. These past couple of classicals we've been able to kind of, you know, cover have been interesting, have been fun, have been a great way for us to kind of get a one-on-one with you guys, and um, hopefully we can continue to do so. So uh, let's get things going, and hopefully you guys have a wonderful night. You guys are ready and excited. Christian, anything else, anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off? Yeah, just um, just thank you everyone for joining, joining us in today's show. Uh, playing trivia really means a lot to us. Oh, sorry. Uh, going every single day. Um, it's it's great to see, and you know, I ho- I hope everyone's enjoying the content that we put out. And join us next week, and make sure to watch Saturday when we pick up the three points, and we go into next week and defeat Chivas twice. So let's go, America! <laughs> all right, all right. Well, the confidence the confidence is. Uh, looming from Christian. Hopefully the confidence is looming off of you guys as well. Well, we won't take any more time off of your guys' hand. As always, have a wonderful night uh, for you, my friend Carlos. When's the next watch party? Most likely will be next month. We'll let you guys know exactly when all of that will happen. But again, follow us on Twitter. We'll have all that up to date. So, 
from me, from Christian, from Cowboy Dan, who's still probably at the DMV trying to renew that bull riding license. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys there uh, very, very soon. As always, Arriba America. Let's get those three points Saturday. And have yourself a wonderful night. Good night. See you guys soon. Bye, guys.